0: now on to uh, a gm which some of you will know as the commish the guy who doesn't know what he's doing mr projections himself some of you may be related to him unfortunately or some of you may know him as the man who sends you trade offers which just don't make sense and that's probably why he's co-head of the trade rape association and also can lead a great witch hunt if needs be Mick's asked us to play his team's theme song and anthem, and apparently the the song which summarizes his season and sort of all-round team mantra. Just a quick word on, on the interview. We have had to cut it down. Uh, I think the original interview ran about 55 minutes. Mick likes to talk about himself a lot, likes to waffle, so we've had to try and condense it down to just nuts and bolts. So if there's any sort of sound irregularities or anything like that, please do bear with us. I'll quickly run his team theme song and team anthem and season review song. And then we'll jump in straight into the interview. So our next guest, we're getting a bit of a two for one. He's a fellow GM and also happens to be our league commissioner. Freshly back from qualifying for the playoffs, secured the fifth berth, I believe. And also just freshly back from an outrageous witch hunt. Welcome Mick to the to the podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Ben. How you doing, Mick?
0: Very, very well, thank you. So, um, obviously, everyone knows you are the league commissioner, uh, sort of Stalin of sorts. You know, you rule with an iron fist. No one really else has a say. But that's that's not why we. <laughs> but but that's not why you're here. Primarily, you're here primarily as a GM. So. What other way to sort of start? So walk me through your season. Um, we'll start a bit with your draft. I'm just having a look at your draft here. So Mick picked tenth. He opened up with James Connor, who had a pretty injury, I mean butt fucked season, you can say. I think yeah. you traded him away. Uh Thomas, who was probably your best player, I think you'd say. Yeah. 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 yeah and then this is where we get a little bit spicy you went melvin gordon who you and i had a bit of a gordon versus eckler conversation we'll get to that later and then what the fuck were you doing picking guys fourth um to be completely
1: honest i it was another risky but look if i'm picking 10 i've got so many other players that are going that i can't take i mean at this point yeah, if you look around, you've got people like Tyler Lockett going. You've got Kerryon Johnson going. You've got uh, George Kittle being picked at tight end in round three. So mm. when it got to my round four, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to take a punt on someone who I think is going to have the breaking of season.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I think uh, it, it was a bit of a risk, but I, I had to take it because I was picking in 10th spot in that draft on the snake, and it was killing me. I mean, yeah. all of my picks were going before I got there. Mm. Um, and then look, it's context. Sonny Michel went... The, the immediate pick before mine. So, who would I take more risk on? Someone like Cedric Michel, who's, who's part of a quite an offensive Pats offense where you've got James White, you've got these likes to receive the Edelman. He, you know, it, it's a bit more of a, you're not guaranteed for him to get as many snaps as you'd like. So, I thought, you know what? Darius guys, he is probably going to be number one running back for the skins this season. He's somebody's up and coming, he's a fresh base. I can get in now and, and snap a kind bit of a surprise. And obviously, you know, first game in, he, um, he injured himself for, um, I yeah. think, for the first uh, 10 weeks and came back in week 11. Yeah, so, yeah, Um. So, I mean, look, if you're asking how my season went, I'm going to say it was very much an upward trajectory. Um, <laughs> it, started, um, it started with quite a rough, rough draft. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Gordon I took a risk on and obviously he didn't quite sort things out as, as, as quickly as I would have liked. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he came back until week five. I think he came in. Uh um, l- let. me just.
0: I'll, I'll look that up in the background. Yeah. Sorry, you guys.
1: Yeah. He yet. And then uh, obviously, guys was was out the the first week. Um. So I lost him. Um. So I was. Um. I was forced into trade mode. Um. I'm pretty sure you all have a difference in your kind of going into the whole trade rape and all and this. You're going to but, but quite frankly, I think I am a very fair trader. Um. You can. uh you can, you can you can have, you can have a, we can talk about the trades later. You can have a look at them. You can tell me if anything wasn't fair, but I think it was quite a fair trade. And I had to use opportunities. Um, <laughs> they did well, one week kind of, you know, when, they're, when they're hot, kind of get them on and sell them on. Um, um, so I traded up, you know, as you mentioned, Connor. Um, didn't feel he was doing much for me. Uh, Evan Ingram, I mean, yeah, you know, he had the potential on that, um, that, uh, that, that offense given the injuries that I think Shepard was out. Um, they switched their quarterback as well. They had kind of James come in and late. So I just thought, you know what? He's on the up. He's someone who looks as if he's, he's the only kind of outlet they have. So I played on that and managed to get a, a trade of gray. So I, was, I had to be quite smart with things and, and really trade up. Um, so it, as the season went, um, it went well. I think I managed to build... Well, obviously, I've built a playoff team, given I've, I've made it. So, you know, thanks yep. to them. Um, <laughs> but, um, I was hamful, man. It was tough. It was really tough. And I was...
0: I was pretty stressed for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I genuinely didn't think I was going to make any more
0: playoffs for the start. So, so post-draft, just looking on the fancy trends, uh, a merry trade. You were 11th overall projected, um, but that's directly after the trade. And you finished fifth. So I think you were the third biggest mover. Do you, do you remember much about your fixtures?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember sh- I was actually shitting myself the first week when I saw I was playing Brace in kind of the team he had at the time, and I did yeah. not give myself a chance. I think um, I think that was a very narrow win. I think I, um, I Do picked want by seven? seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, oh. yeah, I squeezed past the... Actually, I think that's probably the best moment of the season. Um, when, yeah, okay. uh, I think that was overnight, so I had to wait for the overnight. So I think it was a, well, flushed, it was a 120 game here at the start, so I didn't know until I woke up the next morning. And... Um, yeah, and I think Alex was pretty pissed. Um, yeah, I mean, happy. yeah, and, he... I, and also, I don't know if you remember this, but all the shit I got from my draft on um on our on our group chat. Yeah, all the banter and all the like the the mud you guys were throwing my way for that. <laughs> I, think, I think Grace just felt a little bit like a dick after he lost the first matchup. Um, again, what you actually ranked? You said ignore the project of the ranking. I think you have the worst draft team. I think it's exactly. what <laughs>
0: i i um, mean i wasn't I to
1: be honest but um but yeah I,
0: I did say that and and the primary reason for that was Gordon obviously you know sitting i think with Zeke coming back, Gordon sort of forced his hand and came back. I actually picked up Eckler I um, picked him about about i'd say a round or two ahead of of sort of his um sort of his expected draft position, and that was sort of a bit of a i guess a bit of a blocker for you because he actually Kicked off right, so for you, you needed mm. Gordon to come back ASAP. I, I actually didn't expect that from Eckler either. I was, I was really surprised. Um,
1: I was, yeah, I mean, obviously, for me, I'm thinking, look, we've got the entire season here. Um, I'm not going to waste a third round pick on Eckler because, uh, when Gordon comes back, he is, yeah, he was probably, I mean, where did he finish uh, in the RBs last season? Um, for third, fourth overall,
0: yeah, that
1: something like that. I mean, touchdown wise, there's only value on the red zone is just insane. So, in terms of the overall season, we've got 12 weeks to play. I'm not going to pick Gordon. Sorry, I'm not going to pick Ecola ahead of Gordon. Um, and I genuinely thought he was going to get it wrapped up earlier than he did.
0: Well. So, OK, so now as the commissioner, who would yeah. you say rookie of the year? is? So first-timer for... So we had four first-timers. So who would you say rookie of the year is? Look, I mean... um I think in terms of,
1: obviously, end result and getting to the playoffs, you know, Adam's obviously finished higher, you know, the highest out of all those rookies uh, and he's made it. But quite frankly, he auto-drafted and I think as the season has gone, he has not got a scooby about something. Yeah. I mean, he's not really been learning or doing anything. So I think, um and actually, you know, no bias here, but I give it to my brother. I give it to Kiri. I think um his, 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 um, his well, I, I just think the fact that that trade he made with you, I mean, I don't know how much that was a mistake by you, or how much that was a hard push? And a, I mean, you could probably tell me now that the the season's nearly over in terms of uh, playoffs, and he's out. But um, I just thought that was a fantastic trade by him uh, to pick up Henry um, and also to steal Evans from you as well. Um, mm. That was, uh, I mean, look, 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 we all know Evans is boomer robust, but but yo, know, I think he needed that, um, and that that was really good. I mean, that managed to make well turned his season around. What was he at one point six and one? Uh, yep. So one two so other way around so one and six oh, one and six
0: and, yeah
1: and for him to to finish on uh, five and seven I think know um, yeah, that goes to show that he he really turned it around and had to do that through his um through a trainer
0: yeah. through his management of his team um, so he could have, so done a lot better but I, I give it to Gary. yeah so so just just on that um in terms of uh, Adam so for me I think personally I think Adams rookie of the year just because for someone who didn't particularly know much coming in got involved in sort of the chat about it, did a bit of reading, did a bit of trading. Um, so just a bit of, you know, re- pull back the curtain on on those two trades. So Adam and I traded. Um, so I took, uh, I sent him Eckler, got Derek Henry back, and I think there was a few other pieces in there. That improved his team massively. He rode the the Ekler sort of glory days while Saquon was out. But the goal for that was well, Oh well, okay. Saquon for him. Sorry, Saquon for him. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Saquon was out. So and and Gordon was out as well for two of those matchups. Well, I think as well. Yeah, exactly. So so for me, the the main the main thing which I effectively wanted to do is I just wanted to get Derrick Henry. So my running back core was I'd, I'd say has been and was and still is. Uh, well, maybe not with Carson at the moment, but it was pretty much running backs. I had four decent running backs stacked. Yeah, so... you Jones at the time as well, didn't you still, as well? yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, it was more getting a piece which I could then trade away. Yeah. And so doing that trade to get Evans from Dicko, uh, and then trading Evans and Henry, I basically just wanted Kamara because Kamara. Fine. I ended up selling into Greg for a little bit less than what I would have wanted, but Kamara's Kamara's a first round, like first pick kind of guy. I thought he'd come back a bit stronger. So most of my trades, if you look, they were sort of to get players of value. So I don't mind trading away someone good like an Evans, like a Henry, as long as I'm getting someone good back that I, I think don't you're necessarily. Players, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, but also that's part of the game, right? I mean, you look around at other teams and you see where their weaknesses are. So if you can trade for a player that's clearly going to slot into a weakness on another team, then there's value to that player. So even if it's not that direct trade, it's that secondary trade that you get to pull off or use as a makeshift to, to get get you to that end game and to the the end result you want or that or that player you want. Yeah, um, so I so that, I think that's the best way of trading. I mean, direct trades. Even like, how often have we seen a one-on-one trade, you know, a player for a player? You you hardly ever. Yeah. And there's a reason behind that. It's very good. You are either taking a player and then having to even out the trade. So you, there's a player you have your eye on, or you are picking up a player, or you're willing to, to to essentially roster tradable players for other teams, where you can then then move that trade on and 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 move your team to another direction.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you know I had I had McCaffrey, so I could afford yeah. to take some gambles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. He, he he's unbelievable. So he okay, one man wrecking ball, really. Yeah, well, the point is, is I got a lot of stick for being a one man team. You know, the one week I drop him, I still win. You know, the witch hunt happens. Well, we won't talk about that right now. Who was your team of the year? Um, I mean,
1: it's got to be yours to be completely honest. I mean, even with um McCaffrey and, and you. You can say people were bantering about being a one-man team. I think you, know, you stuck to your guns. You're very much uh, an RB first over the wide receiver. You secured that. You even managed to bolster the wide receiver core. Your trades were all quite um, calculated. Uh, you always had something reserve. I, I don't think your team ever looked weak at any point in this season. Um, and I think you've been the most active as well in, in, in trading. Um, yeah, not very before. active on the
0: waiver wire, but trading
1: you have twelve teams, and we have um, the roster. in fact there, there's nothing left, really. I mean, you're, you're forced into the waiver when you when you have injuries. Um,
0: yeah, there's you've a got a lot of injuries.
1: Irs or yeah, I mean, there have actually been and to, and to some some big players as well. I mean, I only speak to speak to Mark, and um, he'll elaborate on that for you. <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah, no, I think I'd say I believe yeah, you're the best all round team, uh, so, and for trade for the trade volume you had as well. And the value you picked up, I think that also contributed. So it, all round, I think it was the best
0: team. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. So Rookie of the Year to Kiri, um, Team of the Year to me. You heard it here from the commissioner. Prizes mm. will be inbound. Also, it's, it's you know, no surprise you pick Kiri. You know, you're his brother. You pick his mm. team. I already, do already all that. Do. I pick his team. Mate. Do you know what's really weird about this is that all season
1: I think the one person who's been sat there and has actually genuinely been asking for or discussing his team and advice and match is Greg I, and we're going to to this later because, um how he floundered with his wide receiver pick in the game <laughs> the I mean that <laughs> was pretty really cool. really nice but um, yeah like, uh, with Kiri I mean um, Kiri I think he's been very I would want to say sheepish but he's been very uh protective of his team and what he does i mean you know in terms of uh, trade proposals he's very um, methodical doesn't jump to any conclusions any kind of advice that you want to give he's he kind of takes with a pinch of salt or wants to you know double check and he's, he's very wary he just thinks mm. that people are out to you know fuck each other in this league and that he doesn't realize that there is um, some genuine uh, camaraderie and kind of what i do like is the you know, the, the, the genuine kind of chat and kind of. Um, Assistance and you know, outside mm. of the banter and the competition, it's um, it's quite a good one to, to to gain some knowledge from and um, and and have a good chat about fantasy and, and on the team with other
0: players. Yeah, so we've we've just had a fan tweet in a question for you. Sure. Says, uh, let me. Did just... you just fan Greg by any chance. chance? No, 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 no. This is <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting to a select group who are listening live all across the world, millions of listeners. One oh, yeah, asks. As if Mick and Kiri are related, which one is adopted? Right. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly
1: it's Kiri. I mean, he's got hair, so he's got to be adopted. <laughs> but he's also a good looking fucker. Um, okay. No. So no. I think it's mainly the hair that does that. Take that away. I mean, he's just uh, a fucking
0: spade, isn't he? Yeah, true to be fair. Um, <laughs> all right. So what was your and sort of just quick fire questions? Uh, what on. was your best, best moment, best moment of the year for yourself?
1: Um, I think we mentioned right at the start. I think it was that week one after all the flack I got squeezing past Bracey by 0.7. Um, um, okay. Yeah. If Bracey, yeah. if you're listening, if you ever listen, fuck you, mate. You deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, low point of the year? Um, oh, low point, low point. Um, uh, I didn't have many to me. I just, as I said, I mean, the low point was probably the draft. Um, Outside of that, uh, I think not having traded, I had the opportunity to trade for Chubb. Early doors with with Greg, um, cool. and that was uh, that. And I guess uh, Geis, obviously the injury first week. Yeah, uh, I mean he could have been a contender, man. He he could have been somebody, he really
0: good. But um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what he does next season. Uh, yeah, yeah well, that'll be the regrets, those points. Probably, yeah, yeah. What about your annual butt fucking at the hands of your week eleven opponent, myself? Yeah. Uh, that was your second biggest loss of the year. Um, obviously, how did you feel about that, Gordon's? gordon got nine points hill got zero you were very confident because i needed i think i needed something like i think it was i don't know five points to win or something something like that over oh no sorry you needed five points to win or something and someone fucked up somewhere i think it was hill or someone yeah so, no, it was hill it was, hill. It was uh, he was injured in um
1: in the i think was that the weakest hamstring he did not the tweaked his hamstring um uh, I think it was a first quarter, like third play. Um, he, he went to run his round and then just pulled up. Um, and also that, I mean, I'm just waiting to find out what the hell that's done to me now. Um, yeah. time, man. And so I've got, I've traded Landry away you know, on a hot streak so I could get Green or, or, or bet on him for the playoffs. And obviously Green didn't start last week when he was supposed to and the new feed. Yeah. Hill's it's, now got his hamstring. It's a, it's a minor strain, but, you know, hamstring the hamstring. We, we all know, we've probably all done it ourselves where it's, it is not an easy one to get over. But,
0: uh, um, that- well, I mean, speak for yourself, I've got hamstrings of steel. But um so mm-hmm. speaking of playoffs, playoff week one, you play uh you play the Tweedle D to your Tweedle dumb Dicko. Oh, How are you feeling about that? Um, yeah, your second I, I'll you're... tell you what I it was
1: actually a shock to me this morning because I I forgot that um it's we've done it by seed. So I was in the um obviously the, the top seeds are the divisional winners. Uh, which then means that I, I was I was expecting to be, to be playing Adam and I was quite looking forward to that because um it's basically the same bye week you have. Um playing <laughs> so now I'm playing, now playing Dicko technically um third place rather than um, than four. And I think with a much stronger team, I mean Adam got the point to start the season on results or I don't think he's actually got a win in the last four or five, I mean, or one in five or one in
0: six, whatever he's picked up. Who's your playoff favourite if you let's say Sneedy in disguise was on autopilot. You're a betting man. You've got a hundred quid. Who are you betting on? As in end of season. Um, yeah. So who who's going to, who's going to lift the trophy come oh, week 15? Do you know what I, I think? I can
1: tell you what I do think. Well, I think it'll be a repeat final.
0: Okay. Um. It can't, it can't be a repeat final because Mick and oh, I, I play be- each other in uh, the uh, conference finals. Oh, can it not? So you guys
1: would go. Sorry, let me just have a, bit of a look at that. Uh-huh. So, okay. so
0: I'm, I'm on the, we'll call it the north side of, of the, of the seeding. You and Dicker are on that side, so I played the eventual winner of yeah, that. Yeah. Like all right. right um, uh, it'll be you and Brace then. I mean, Brace
1: has got a roof. I've just, I've just had a look now. Actually, yeah, Brace is in the
0: fight. So uh, it's between you and Brace. Um, the biggest thief oh, of them all. He's stolen oh, that oh, second oh. buy.
1: I'm, um, yeah, I'm just not,
0: oh, just not sure how he's done that. Um. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate that. I think the biggest achievement for me is finishing eleven and one. I'd rather win the regular season than win the playoffs because I've been there before. The Kool-Aid doesn't taste that sweet. But second second question about the playoffs. So this is maybe do you know what? I'll make this for the playoff and the pigeon. What is your bold prediction? What is, you know, out of left field? Whoa, Kamish, what are you thinking? What is the bold prediction for from now for the next three weeks? oh
1: hoo, hoo, hoo. so as so, in um,
0: as in as in game by game my predictions or um... so so i so i can give you mine for example um so i've got uh two bold predictions i've got one for the playoffs and one for the pigeon my pigeon bold prediction is that um the stars align karma's as a bitch and mark wins the pigeon just uh, uh, because that's uh, just to explain that to the listeners,
1: uh, we've got a consolation ladder, you know. Uh, so the, for the pigeon bowl, obviously, so our the, the six teams that didn't make it into the playoffs, they, they then have a constellation ladder. So you've got your 11th and twelve playing to go up a rung, and then obviously you've got your uh, ninth and tenth playing to go for the lose to go down a rung. So so there are three games where you can move up or down within those rungs. Yeah, um, and obviously whoever's at the bottom that rung after the third week is the the overall loser. Um, mm-hmm. And you think it
0: would be more I think that's 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 my that's my bold prediction. I just think, I think you know, Greg's got a great team. I think Kiri's got a great team. I think Chaz has got one of those teams that can bite you in the ass, and so does Dev. And I think people have been bitten by it. Kev, again, I just think it, at the end of the day, you know, if Mark loses two games, he might play someone like Greg in the eventual thing, or a Kiri, or a Chaz, and it could come down to you know. Sort of a, a last-minute thing. My playoff bowl prediction is, and I really, I really hope this one's true, is that Matt makes a run for the Super Bowl. No, no, he's got no chance. So, um, you're... so bold predictions. Um... So you can do one for each, or if you've only sort of got one, you know, just what is the bold prediction?
1: I mean, I, I'll tell you. The, I think the boldest prediction, the one I'm going to stick to the most, is I don't think. Chaz is moving from that bottom rung. I think See, he's going to sit there for three games. He's going to lose three on the trot.
0: I, I need, I need, I need a bolder one than that. I, I can't, I can't let you skate away with the lowest seed finishes finishes last. I need, Ooh. I need something. I need you to put your yeah, neck it, out. Yeah, put
1: my neck out.
0: I mean, I mate, mean, I, mean, I, I can't. I'm just a
1: realist, mate. I mean, there's nothing bold about it I mean, he's he's going to sit there as a fact. I mean. I I would I would I would laugh the hardest if Mark ends up <laughs> by the end of the season. Um, the
0: man who tried to fix the draft.
1: Uh, yeah, oh, wow. Wow. So, so
0: for for colour, for those who didn't attend the draft or didn't know how the draft order got picked, Mark said Mark was sort of quite adamant and pushed through the fact we'd do a pint downing contest. Mark who backs himself a pint downing and quite reasonably so quite rightly so even he knew he'd probably be a top three pick right then we get there people aren't there you know he says he's not drinking because he's driving so he'll only do one beer so we say nope we're going to do a draft that i think you did online through a website in terms of the the order he absolutely had a paddy and then ended up shitting the bed on the draft so you know (laughs) if 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 if, if he finishes bottom that would be perfect karma I've got, to, I've, got to,
1: I've got to be honest and be truthful here that I was very keen on the um, the, the point downing to uh, to then obviously quickest time gets first pick position on the draft. I back that quite hardly because I can also fucking speedily down that, and I was hoping even if I came in top three, um, that would have helped as well. So, uh, but unfortunately, people, you know, location wise, not been able to make it. Other commitment that is uh, wasn't to be.
0: And, um, would you rather pick at just this is a random question just about draft picking? Would yeah. you rather pick at six or twelve? Six, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's fine. I, I, I think, I mean, if you look at, I mean, if you just look at our
1: draft, I mean, who went by you hit? I mean, I know you're, I know you're doing the whole double pick thing, and you, you know you have a double whammy, and then, um, yeah, your third and fourth come back again after uh, the the 40th, whatever number it is. Uh, I but I, I just think by that point in a twelve man league. The studs have gone. Like your real kind of stud, you know, top wide receivers, top running back, they've all gone by the time they've got to you.
0: What what sort of what do you want to change for next year? So you're the commissioner, the power lies with you, so to speak, in terms of you know how the league works. And so that yeah. just, just for anyone who doesn't know, um, the league's effectively run by one person. People can sort of request things, but at the end of the day, the commission has got a pretty tough job. We do appreciate what Mick does, even though he, he's, he, he's basically fucking clueless. But oh, what, I'm what, bullshit again. <laughs> what do you want to see for next year? Or what, what sort of league um, changes do you want to bring in? To be completely honest, I mean, I think it's been relatively quite smooth, smooth sailing. Um, I think we've,
1: we've had a few things to look at. So I think, um, actually one of the points I that you made at the start was about rosters and how deep they are. I think in a twelve-man league, actually, I think it might push you to trade more and/or use the weight more if you do cut a uh, roster space, uh, one additional one for next year. Yeah, um, I think it just makes it slightly more interesting. You know, decision, you know, decision time on on bye weeks, and uh, if you've got injuries, you hold on to them. Do you not? I mean, you know, you look at you look at Mark, who's been able to hold on to Hunt for. 10 weeks of the season just because you know he's got enough roster space to do that um yeah i'd question whether we, we want to do that
0: um so so i I've, I've actually got a a compromise there which cool. is something that i've i've seen some other people uh doing 12 man leagues so you drop the uh roster space by one but then you add, and I believe you can do this on the SPN. If not, you can definitely do it on CBS, is you add an injury reserve slot. So if someone if someone gets an injury in terms of a long term injury, you don't have to drop them, you can just IR them. Yeah. So for example, guys, you could yeah. have IR, uh yeah, I had to drop him because he was just taking up my roster space, yeah. Yeah, yeah so so I think I think you can definitely I'm I'd say seventy five percent sure you can do it on ESPN but I'd, I'd probably say that's a suggestion that I'd make for next year okay. um, so yeah I'd say one less roster space add the option so everyone can do an IR mm-hmm. but you, only, you only get one so like let's say Geist goes down and then I don't know let's say you've got uh, Michael Thomas goes down you can't then IR Michael Thomas as well you have to drop Geist to be able to IR Michael Thomas does that okay. make sense? Layer, yeah, yeah. Uh, big thing I'd like to see changed, um, but I think my frustration would because of that lack of talent in the in the waivers is either a Fab budget, so where you can bid on you can bid on players in the waivers, and you can also trade Fab budgets, or just like a basically say I'm number one seed for the waivers one week, and I make a pick, I stay at the bottom for the next week in terms of I don't then move back up straight to number one. Does that make sense? yeah so, so you're saying the waiver order and um, yeah so what waiver order is a big thing for me i i i mean i'm
1: not sure i think i quite like the way the waivers are so i think the whole idea is that it's not about your week-to-week results about your overall position and who you know, who then get that pick i think if you are like kiri he is like you know, one and six one and seven i think you should be getting the first waiver pick your overall position as opposed to getting the random one win and then suddenly you know you, you, you lose your waiver pick as well. I mean, I, I think it, it should
0: be on your overall position,
1: not your results.
0: But but then how, how much of that comes down to um, well, okay, fine, your, your overall position yes, that's one thing, but then It's the whole point of it, isn't it? Having a, an order like, like the draft
1: is supposed to um, you know, bring the team you know, make it more competitive and, and give not given advantage, but artificially kind of try and level it out as within the confines of who's on the waivers.
0: Yeah. I guess as, as someone who sort of was middle to lower half the table, you were normally getting quite high waiver picks, but for myself, who was picking 12 <laughs> most of the yeah, year. Backhanded comment. I like Yeah. It. <laughs> but then also, but then the point is, is people trust. And I think this is a thing which, um, the GMs who were rookies this year, looking into next year, people trust predictions a bit too much. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. prime example, and this is my golden nugget of of the season. Uh, well, apart from picking up Lamar Jackson, but the waiver, a guy I picked up who didn't even have a fucking profile picture on ESPN, Darren Waller. I picked mm. him up. I picked him up week two on the waivers, your, and I picked your,
1: him- your dream tight end.
0: Yeah, like converted wide receiver, and, and and the point was was so that's one that's one thing where whether I'm picking first or twelfth, you know, I'll get him because I looked in like you know you do the research, you do this. Yeah, but,
1: I, I, I think you can do that wherever you're. Sat. I mean, if you've done the research, if if it's that kind of, you could use that example. If you're the one who's, who's got the knowledge or has gone for that, then that's your advantage, and you pick up. I mean, yeah, I did but, the thing with Mike Gazicki for uh, the, the the
0: dolphins for the fish. I mean yeah. it... well, well well the the big thing for me is you know some formats you see sort of online are whereby let's say I'm number one week one and then week two, even if I'm still the lowest ranked team, I will sit so you you know how at the end of our game weeks it resets. Well basically the point is is the waiver order doesn't reset. Um no it so... does reset because it it, it 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 follows our
1: overall league position, not the weekly position.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's some of the improvements. Is there anything any last minute improvements you want to make for the league know, next year?
1: I would like to make it four divisions of three. Okay. And then move the games, uh, the game weeks up. So move it up by one week. So you play everyone once and then your division twice. So that means yep. that the other two in your division you you play twice. Um awesome. and then it'll be the four division winners and two Actually, think make actually, well, it's either that or as we've seen this year, this whole um, how Adams managed to, to get away with, with, with playing that. I've no idea, but um, but it's either the top six ranked overall rather than division winnings because you could have you know a, a division with, with three duds. Uh, I mean, imagine having um Kev, Chaz, and Kiri in one, in one division. I mean, that's just uh, that's just a pigeon, <laughs> but that, that's, that's
0: that's an absolute dream. So thanks Mick for the for the interview. We now have the special caller on the line. Uh some of you would have heard from him earlier in the in the podcast. I'd like to welcome welcome back <laughs> welcome back the general manager of the Miami Meat Packers Greg Evans. So Greg, thanks for calling in. I believe you have some things you'd like to get off your chest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to, uh, you know, just online, and it's, I'm, I'm outraged, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you know, some of the things that have been said, um, it's, 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 it's debatable,
0: to be, to be honest. So walk, walk me through your events of uh, Debo and Emmanuel Sanders' gate and how it affected your playoffs. Well,
2: you know, as the listeners know already, we were dead set on starting Debo, you know, within two minutes before the game was about to start. I've had a (laughs) chat with Debo and said, look, he's in, you're in, let's put in a performance today. Number one wide receiver for me. All of a sudden, I get a message from Mick saying, Mm. don't start him, put in Sanders. Oh, wow. Start Sanders. Oh wow! Okay,
0: and, then, and what happened?
2: That? Well, from that, I you know uh, I used obviously I value uh, mix uh, relationship, and you know our franchises have had a good relationship
0: in the past. <laughs> you know, he's, he's <laughs> added a
2: lot of value to my season. You know, with some inside information. You know, we're sharing thoughts and opinions, and you know, I, I took it on board. You know, I was like, you know what. I, I'll, I'll put Sanders in you know he's the number one wide receiver for the 49ers and you know uh, I went with that and then unfortunately uh,
0: it, it all uh, backfired yeah it backfired okay so Mick do you have a, an official response to that
1: okay so, so
0: that, that's still one
1: still I gave him genuine advice I said look Sanders is obviously the, the better player but he's carrying a rib injury um, I said that's kind of a kind of injury you want to protect or he might be ineffective Um, so yeah, I would have started Sanders. Um, but then I was like, you know what, think about it. Sanders is number one for a reason. He's fit to play, he's fit to play. Um, so, and it's a genuine opinion. I think, um, ultimately GMs pick their own teams. I don't have control over his Oh, wow. Um, And it was genuine advice. Um, and as he said, I mean, I think, uh, I think he, he quite affectionately, uh, Called me the Oracle. Um, oh wow! <laughs>
0: Oracle. Oh, I think just that even the Oracle um, can get it wrong every now and So, so walk me through uh, more allegations which were made on the forums regarding uh, apparent collusion between yourself and and Dicko. Um, apparently, you Greg was in the middle of a negotiation with Dicko, and then you pulled Dicko's dick. Out of your mouth and got involved <laughs> in the negotiations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, No, I'm trying
1: to think. When when is this? And what was this? was that a time
2: where I needed to do a few trades? I've put a few you offers out there. <laughs> I've gone out. I've gone out to Dicko, you know, and said, "Look, I've sent you a couple of offers. Review. Have a look." All of a sudden, mix. Contacting me on the side,
1: saying why am I
2: offering Dicko this and that.
1: Um... Simply, someone asking me whether, well, my thoughts are on a potential trade. Um, and um, as we've seen with a lot of Greg's uh, proposed trades this year, they are ropey as shit. So, um, I think that's more to do with the underlying offer he gave than uh, any advice I had.
0: I'm, I'm pleased you segue into uh, hilarious trade offers. Um, mm-hmm. So. Would you like to walk me through sort of one of the end-of-season trade-offers you sent me involving uh, Sonny, Michelle and Sanu? I think it was a two-for-one as well. It wasn't
1: uh, two-for-two. Was but anyway, I mean, I mean obviously, uh, I'm assuming it's great to be Carson rather than Montgomery because no one really fucking wants Montgomery. Um, but Oh, no one um, wants yeah. Gore either, do
2: they? But they put <laughs> them in a trade and <laughs> shipped <laughs> him off to the meatpackers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. uh, been oh. telling
1: me apparently the GM's been whispering in his ear all season. He's got a nice little birth room on his roster, so I thought, like, you know what, you can fuck off to that other team. <laughs> that.
2: team. Yeah, yeah. I just hope the listeners are
1: able
0: to see the fraud that you are. Okay, so so hold on, I found the uh, I found the trade offer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was. I think it was just Michelle and Sinu for for Carson. Oh, it was <coughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find.
2: I also got um, so we, Michelle we, uh, and Sanu for Chubb. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that... Even Kamara, I think. Yeah, because there was a stage where he was trying to ship off Sanu and and
1: Michelle. And Michelle, yeah.
0: Which yeah. He, he ended
1: up. He ended I tell you. I told you why yeah. is because they their value had peaked. I was trying to cash in because uh, I knew they were just going to drop to ship with the next match up to the Panthers. Uh, yeah, and then the it's following the Pac-2 week, you just dropped oh, yeah. Sunny. Well, I've had to drop Sunny <laughs> now because I've managed to pick up um, AJ Green and ship off Landry. So,
0: um, Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Um, it was actually for Alvin Kamara you offered me that that duo. Oh, see, there you go. AJ. Yeah.
1: Injury prone, <laughs> average season. Um, Two for one.
2: Hey, hey, let's not talk about my players, please. Let's, <laughs> you know, no, let's... You show some, yeah,
1: let's show some respect. Let's show some mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember where they sit now, right? Along with uh, your your triumvirate of uh, Breeze, camera and uh, and Murray as well, right? Talk about yeah, the well... logic of tripling up on the same team within your number one starting. And... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd go the triple whammy. Yeah. <laughs> I just you were thinking a all, mate, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um okay, so
0: just uh That's one
1: the reason why you're outside the playoffs and in the pigeon bowl then my advice No, I believe <laughs> I'm outside of playoffs is due to
2: your your <laughs> advice fat. of Pan-lang. dropping yeah, yeah of dropping
0: Debo for Sanders <laughs> So if Um, So, if you could, let's say, um, summarise Mick's chances in the playoff, or how well you hope he does, and then Mick, I'll kick the same question to you afterwards, but Greg, how do you hope Mick does in the playoff's? I hope he gets sass raped.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for the language, viewers, but I I really hope he does. Our relationship within our franchise is is, is gone. You know, that trust is gone
0: now. I will be looking to him as a main rival. Okay. No longer. And, Nick, uh, any kind words for Greg as he embarks on his title defence?
1: Uh, Not really, I I was just still confused how he sees me as a rival when he's stuck in the Pigeon League. But um, I mean, uh, I I, I wish him all the best and um, I really hope he goes all the way and retains that trophy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right lads well look, it's been great um i've got another gm lined up who i'm gonna rush off and speak to mick uh, i wish you bad luck in the playoffs greg i wish you bad luck in the pigeon bowl <laughs> uh guys thanks for joining and um you're welcome you. you're welcome back in the so we'll be doing weekly ones uh, they'll be a little bit shorter than this one but uh, i'll be calling on you guys uh shortly